Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you pursue your passions. Risha Charisha is the author of Tales of Twinkling Tweens and Truce Novus Initius, as well as a blogger and a literature advocate. I'm excited to share this conversation with you. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Risha Charisha. So hi everyone, I'm Risha Chaurasya and I'm, and I'm a 16-year-old author, blogger and literature advocate from India. My books are called Tales of Twinkling Tweens and Truth No Sinicious. I wrote my first one at 11 and my second one at 13 and I'm working on my third one right now, which I've been working for the past one year or so. I'm in the 11th grade right now and I'm a Thomas student and I run a financial literacy blog on Instagram called Straight From My Pen. So that just deals with finance and economics simplified. And additionally, I also work towards encouraging reading among the youth. We are panels, events, discussions, and through interviews like these as well. So I also work with a lot of NGOs. I tutor for them and I donate copies of my novels and other books as well to just encourage reading among the youth. So that's pretty much about me. Yeah. That's a great way to get started. And I would love to know more about what got you started with this work that you're doing now. What inspired you to write the books and then get started with Straight From My Pen as well? Right. So I'll start off with my books and then delve deeper into Straight From My Pen. So I was pretty much a reader all my life. And I'm very, very close to my grandmother. And every night as a child, she used to narrate these stories to me about like Indian gods and mythology and like just Indian folktales as well. So that's where my love for stories actually began. And then as I grew up gradually, I started reading a lot. So I still remember whenever I used to go to a friend's house or a relative's house, I didn't care what they were doing. I, I would just run to like that library section and take out a book and start reading. So books were my entire childhood, to be honest. And it was this love that I had, or rather obsession that I had with literature that started, that got me writing as well. So as a child, I remember whenever I used to look at novels, I used to think to myself that if this author can write, why can't I? And I dreamt about seeing my name, one day perhaps seeing my name on a published piece of work. So it was that dream that got me into writing as well. And I started off writing by blogging on Facebook. So through my mom's page, I ran a blog. And I also wrote a few plays, which were then performed in my school. And initially, they were inspired from Geronimo Stilton novels, which I read as a child. And then that's how the inspiration grew as well. And it was my blog and that got tales started. So somewhere around 2018-19, I was in the fifth or sixth grade and I had a lot of free time on my hand. So I just, I've always wanted to write and I have a blog. So why not I combine the two of those? So that's where Tales began. And then my family supported the idea. And my mom, I as a child didn't know that it was possible to publish at 11. My mom told me that it actually was. So that's where, through my family support, we got the first book out. And then the idea of truce was almost like the Eureka moment of sorts. I was in a movie with my friends. And that's where I got the idea of like the story about five friends. And that's how we kind of built on it. So that's the story behind like my novels. And with Straight From My Pen, it kind of again, so I stopped blogging around 
the time I started writing tales. So I wanted to start it off then as well. And it was during a pandemic where I saw a lot of youth organization and activist pages kind of being very, very active on Instagram. So it initially started off as a social activism blog. And then it later converted into a positivity blog where due to the, due to the pandemic, there was just so much negativity around that. I didn't want to add to that. So I started doing the about like things that went right this week and like the positive things that were happening in the world. And that was when I, I came across my passion of like finance. So then that then just converted into a financial blog. So the blog itself has evolved as I've grown. So my blog evolved with me. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. Yeah, definitely. So as far as the book writing and the blog writing, I would love to pick your brain about the different styles of writing. I'm sure writing fiction is pretty different from writing about financial literacy. So can you maybe tell me about why you're doing both and maybe which type of writing you enjoy more? Right. So honestly, it's almost like choosing between two parts of me. And while like with blog writing, that's a more academic and more serious kind of writing, while it is strictly fact-based, there is no lieu of like creativity of through of your own mind. It's what's on the internet and what you make of it. It's just that. So with that, it just kind of helps me be a lot more intellectual and be more well informed with what's going around the world. But then when when it comes to fiction writing, that's honestly where my heart lies. Because with fiction, it allows me the best part about fiction writing is that it allows me to build a world of mine. It allows, it gives me the freedom to create characters that I want to see in this world, stories that I want to tell. Whereas when it comes to blogs, it's about what's happening in the world that I basically report. But with fiction writing, I create. And I honestly just, and though fiction writing is a way a lot tougher, honestly, in my opinion, because it's a lot more complex, you have to build out plots, character growths, plot twists and all of that. So it takes a lot of a lot more time and blog writing is, is a lot sweeter that way. However, just the ability to create stories and stories that actually impact people's life is what really um, reaches out to me. That makes so much sense. So I would also love to know more about Straight From My Pen. Can you give me some examples of the content that you're publishing on that page? So with Chief I'm a Pan, I've actually not been so active in the past few months since I had my board examinations and then just something or the other with school stepped me up. So I've not, with the finance part, I've not been as active, but previously I used to write about, so when it was social activism blog, I wrote about I, midwives in South Korea. I wrote about ethodoral prisons, Black Lives Matter, and the pandemic as a whole. So it was about like social issues that weren't actually talked about in mainstream media. And then with, when it became a positivity blog, I just ran a series called What Went Right This Week. So every week I did a post on the positive things, if there were new inventions, any wholesome moments on the internet, any success stories. And now with finance, I'm just talking about very basic events simplified. So I've spoken about accusations which came from Twitter's accusation by mask. I spoke about the FIFA World Cup and if it was actually worth it hosting for Qatar, I've talked about the coronation that are supposed to happen and the actual cost of it. So the whole idea behind Straight From My Pen Writer was to just talk about current world events and their economic 
um, kind of implications on society as a whole. That's really interesting. And have you found any struggles with translating economic news, especially to an audience of younger people? I know in my work as a journalist so far, it can be difficult to put some topics, especially those like finance and the economy, in terms for wider audiences to understand. So has that been a struggle for you at all? I mean, with me right now, the idea is that I'm learning as I'm writing. So it's, I'm not an economist. I'm not a finance professional. I'm just a 16-year-old trying to simplify the news for me the way I understand it. So through my post, I don't talk about, I don't use any jargon per se. I just really, in like layman terms, the most basis of information, I don't, it's not an economic time spot where it has to be very, very, information heavy or statistic based it just has to be very basic and I also kind of focus on the social implications of it so I don't talk about like money or finance also about why it should impact us the youth and society as a whole so for an example with the things coordination it's not just about how much it's actually going to cost it's also about the prices in the UK inflation and what it means and even with um like the World Cup in Qatar, the human rights angle of it was largely ignored about the migrant laborers and also with Qatar being a Muslim country, what it actually, what social implications that decision had. So it's also more about why news matters. That's so interesting. And I really like that idea of giving these events a broader social lens. So I have one more question for you. Lots of young people want to create change and want to make a difference, but they may not know where to get started with that work. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? Right. The first advice would be just to find where your passion lies. Because unless you're really, really passionate and you love what you do, you won't be able to create consistent change. Like it might be just a project of like a few months or a few weeks, but then after all, it's going to fizzle out. What I've seen with a lot of passion projects or change um, initiatives is that they kind of just fizzle out after a few months. And I think the whole idea behind creating change is creating long-lasting change that will last beyond years to come and beyond when you've actually even stopped work. So the first advice would be to just find why you're passionate. Like if it's the environment, if it's literacy, if it's if it's with financial literacy, if it's with water or with, you know, just human rights, just find where your passion lies. Second, what also a lot of teenagers assume that to create change, you either have to have like a huge initiator of your own or work with an NGO or volunteer here and there. But also you can create change without having like a proper NGO or an MPO or an initiate. Change can also just be about educating people. And not necessarily through a blog or through a podcast or through articles. It would also just be educating people around. So it's also about change that you create in your immediate community. You don't have to necessarily impact the entire city, the entire world to be a change maker. Even if you just impact the 10 people around you, your family members, your friends, you're the change maker.
I really enjoyed learning about Risha's work because I think her fiction and nonfiction writing is a really interesting combination. I think her story really speaks to the value of pursuing passions because Risha has really just chosen to work on projects that she is passionate about, whether that be her books or her financial literacy account. Risha's story is a great example of how change comes when you pursue your passions. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can find Risha on Instagram at RishaChorisha underscore to get connected with her. You can also check out Straight From My Pen at straight.from.my.pen on Instagram as well. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.